Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Hello there. You've just tuned into In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Today, my guest is Charles Du, who is a NASA engineer turned yoga teacher. He's from Beijing. Um, but he said that when he was nine years old, he moved to the States with uh, his parents. And uh, he studied uh, aerospace engineering at the uh, University of Michigan, it was. But anyway, um, he's been around the world. Um, I've just jumped a big jump here <laughs> because um, he's done a lot of things. And uh, um, the thing is that grow or growth is a big word. It's a very important word to him. So, well, anyway, let's first um, say hello to Charles. Hi, Charles. Hi, Shirley. Hi, everybody that's listening. <laughs> right. Anyway, so what's this thing with grow, you know, or growth? And um, you're a yoga teacher. Well, it's all interrelated. So you take it off from here. Yeah. So I think growing myself is um, one of the things that I think a lot about. Um, I believe that every day we're changing and we're either growing or we're dying. Now, once we acknowledge the fact that we're changing and we're either growing or we're dying, then I think through strong intention and practice, we can kind of focus on the area that we want to grow. Now, I think a lot of people talk about how, oh, of course, you know, I want to grow. But I think about how much people actually invest in their growth, um, because I think there's an art and the technique uh, to it. Reading up on you, there's a lot of things that I've never come across, especially like this growth thing, you know, that you want to help people to grow themselves as well as yourself and all that kind of stuff and so i mean how did you get to this point are you a very philosophical person or, or what growing up <laughs> yeah i think um two events woke me up and then set my path down to just being growth oriented uh the first event was experiencing burning man uh, a few years ago um i don't know if you ever heard of burning man shirley no okay so it's basically this a crazy festival um, in the middle of the desert in Nevada. It happens once a year. And once a year, around 80,000 people from all over the world gets together and they build a temporary city and a temporary community. So I was fortunate uh, enough to attend four of these um, temporary community uh, festival events. And the second time that I went, I had this period of growth. Um, I was in my late 20s. And I can still remember. So this festival runs for, for 10 days. Um, and during these 10 days, people kind of build different camps and they have lots of different workshops. Um, and then there's no money being exchanged. So basically, it's like an open and very free environment where you can kind of learn or experience whatever you kind of wanted. It's kind of like uh, adult camp for 80,000 people around the world in the middle of the desert. But first of all... Um how do you apply for this? I mean, do you apply just like that? Or yeah, how do you get involved? Yeah, so they sell tickets. And um, in order to get picked for a ticket, uh, you go into a lottery because every single time the tickets always sell out. So I went to this 10-day festival. And then uh, at the end of the festival, um, or during the festival, I just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm getting so many new ideas. My mind was just like, it was, it was flashing. And I, I can still remember like, it was a certain feeling and it was a feeling of growth. The interesting thing is after I left that festival, uh, that feeling kind of stopped. 
So during that festival, I had this feeling of a growth spurt. And then when that happened to me, I was like, man, that felt really good. You know, I, I feel like um, I had lots of new ideas. I have lots of new perspectives on love, on, on the world, on, on growth. I want to get that feeling again. So that was the first event where I had a feeling of growth. Mm. Um, and what does that have to do with Burning Man? <laughs> well, I think Burning so this is a great point. Um, so later on, I was like, all right, how can I get that feeling back? What was so unique about Burning Man that kind of gave me that feeling? And then that's when I had my first epiphany, which was, it was the environment. Oh. You know, it was the fact that I was in the middle of the desert. I was in a strange new world. And I was surrounded by people who were all very open, very willing to share. And I just had so many interesting conversations. So something about that environment just made me grow naturally and put me into the state of growth. So that festival was called Burning Man? Yeah, it's called Burning Man. Wow. Yeah. So you weren't the only person who experienced that no. spread of growth, right? Yeah. So this festival attracts a lot of really famous people like um, really? Larry Page, Sergey Brin, the founders of Google. Uh-huh. Uh, they often tend... Um, when I went my fourth burn, I saw Elon Musk. Fourth burn. Okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Did yeah. you get to talk to him? I didn't get to talk to him. Um, I, I kind of respect his privacy, and I just noticed <laughs> him. And I was like, hey, that's Elon Musk. And he was also there with his uh, wife at the time. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so a lot of Silicon Valleyers often go to Burning Man because they m- may have experienced the same growth that I have. Yeah, that is so cool. So... So after you came away from four times of Burning Man event, then you you had some idea about entrepreneurship or something? Yeah. So that brings me to my second epiphany. So I had two epiphanies and two events. The first one was going to Burning Man. The second one was, you know, a few years later, um, I was working in Los Angeles at the time and I was working for this billionaire. Um, uh, He had like uh, 32 different companies and I was working for one of them. I was making six figures um, I was living in this really nice place in Santa Monica. How did you get the job? Applied? Interviewed, yeah, applied. I was there for two years. I loved my boss. I, I thought, you know, that was like the dream job, you know. And then one day something happened that would kind of change my life. Um, so that company went through a layoff event. I won't get into the details why the layoff happened, um, but the result was it was a lot of my coworkers got laid off, mm-hmm. and my boss eventually left and. Uh, he quit and I was like what my job is still safe you know I, I'm still making a lot of money um, it wasn't too demanding I had this great environment so why wasn't I getting that feeling of growth and then at that point I realized okay number one I'm depressed I'm I'm really sad and every single day the conversations are around who's going to get laid off next oh. and number two I wasn't in control of my environment and I realized that having worked in lots of different companies that if I ever want to be in charge of my own growth path in my own growth direction, it will never align with the growth path of a company uh, long-term. Um, because once a company is formed, it's said in the articles of incorporation that the purpose of a company is to bring value to the shareholders, not to grow the individual employees. Yeah, it seems that way. <laughs> yeah. And then in the past, having started a couple of my own companies, I realized you know, if I ever want to be in charge of my own growth, if I ever want to recreate that feeling of a growth spurt, then I need to set off on my own 
and then build my own business. Mm. Um, so at that point, I decided, okay, what can I do with the skills and the experiences that I have? And I went through this brainstorming session, and then eventually I found something, and that's what led me to where I am today. Um, so those two events set me down a path of growth, set me down a path of traveling around the world, and eventually led me here to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. Okay, so how do you you start off not thinking about how you're going to make money out of this? Yeah, so at that time when the layoff happened, I I said, okay, what can I do、um, to kind of create something、uh, that、I、can make sustainable income and then place growth on my own terms?、Oh, okay. And I realized, okay, number one, I need a freedom. To kind of grow on my own terms, and this meant freedom of location, meaning that I can live and work anywhere in the world. So the business had to be、uh, online or remote.、Uh, and two, I had to have a freedom of time. So in order for me to grow、um, in the area that I want, I have to just be free to like spend whatever time doing whatever I want.、Um, so those two eventually led me to an idea of creating an online education business, because I'm super passionate about education. Uh, and at that time, there were there, the demand for online courses was rising. Yes.、Um, so I ended up creating、um, an online course、uh, that basically taught people software product management, which was what I did for my early career. Like I designed a lot of、uh, different technology products that were pretty successful. It won a bunch of awards. So I was like, well, I can teach this to people,、uh, and I can teach it in a way that. You know, reaches people internationally, and then that eventually led to、uh, me making sustainable income.、Um, so that that was my business. That's my business right now. And it started off as a one man business, and it still is. It still is, because one of the reasons I realized is like, you know, I've worked in startup companies where I'm the CEO and I have a team. But once you have a team, you have to manage the team. It's、yes. like being a parent, I'd imagine. Like once you have children, you kind of have to. Uh, be in charge of their growth.、Uh, so at this time,、um, I feel like I can still get the most amount of growth being my own boss. And technology has evolved to a point where lots of these tools、uh, could be leveraged to do amazing things. So I could be the designer, I could be the marketing person, I can be the product person, I can be the person creating content, and all of this just kind of all fit together. And I get efficiencies by being my own team because I never have to wait on anyone. I can just work on whatever things important. And there are times where I don't feel like working. So if the business starts to become self-sustaining,、um, and this model fortunately is, I can decide to take a few months off and just get into a training that I really wanted, or live in a different part of the world for for a month. And、mm. I had that freedom. Well, it sounds like you have to be a very disciplined person, even though you don't have a nine-to-five job. But you have to make it look like you have a nine-to-five job to be disciplined and focused, like at work. Otherwise, you can just go lazy. You mean work from work off home, right? You yeah. Do, all you have to have to just a laptop, and then you can just do what you need to do. Yeah, I think、um, productivity is definitely a challenge,、mm-hmm. and I realized through experience that one of the things that helps me be productive is having an environment of other people being productive. Um, for example,、um, right now I work、uh, out of a co-working space. 
filled with other entrepreneurs, companies. And once I get into that environment, just the social energy and the social pressure makes me feel like I want to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one hack that I discovered that really helps motivate me when I don't have a boss mm. is to be in a social environment of other people working. And the second thing that I realized is after I find something that I feel so connected to, and if I have a mission that's so clear, like right now, the the expertise I want to share with the rest of the world is so clear. Um, it, I have this internal drive. And every day, like I wake up at five o'clock in the morning, like can't wait to just do more of this, you know. Um, and I, I think that internal drive also kind of motivates me. And when I have that internal drive um, to work on my current passion project, that's also um, eventually can lead to a sustainable business. The discipline just melts away because I don't need discipline to tell me that I'm working on something that I love already that's going to change the world. Now, what's all this thing about yoga? How did that come in? I mean, you had a job, a, a good engineering job at NASA. How long was that, by the way? Two years. Okay. Yeah. And then you got restless. <laughs> uh, kind of. Uh, I actually got fired. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I actually, um, through my career, there's been many times where I got fired, and there's been many times where I quit, and then eventually I realized, okay, this is what, what I'm meant to do. Um, and not a lot of people know this, but when I was working at NASA, it was two years at two different NASA centers. At the first NASA center, I started off being an orbit engineer. And it sounds really cool, yeah. but for me, it ended up being just working in a windowless cubicle doing math models. Oh. And because I didn't have the passion for it, my work showed, and my manager eventually fired me after nine months. Okay. Uh, and then when that happened, you know, I was really depressed. But then some of the side work that I did at the time was around education. And the person I did work for, they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened to you. Let me talk to some people. (laughs) This guy, his name was Tom. And Tom pretty much saved my career. Because can you imagine like, you know, starting off at your dream job and then getting fired after nine months from your dream job? That's Um, true. So then after that referral, I got another job at a different NASA center, this time in Silicon Valley. And then for them, I was working directly under the CIO. So at that environment, I had a lot of freedom over what I thought was interesting, what was impactful, and I ended up designing NASA's first iPhone app. NASA's first iPhone app? Well, tune in next week to find out what all that is about and see if he got to keep that job at NASA. For In the Spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. 